Welcome to Master Phil in Your Corner, out of the Undefeated Studios with Dougie Fresh in the house, and we have a special guest on our podcast today, Purcell Alston, former Prince George's County Police Officer, President of the Union, as well as the FOP President, and currently... He is the director of the Prince George's County Police Academy. Welcome, welcome, Purse. Uh, thank you, sir. All Good right. to see you. And just correction, it, it is the Prince George's Community College. Oh, Prince George's Community College. Municipal Police Academy. That, that's a mouthful, man. That's a, that's a, that's a lot for me to remember. Inter, interim chair of the Public Safety and Law Ooh, Department. Interim yes. chair. Yes. Just like the interim championship belt. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, here... We're here to discuss the Second Amendment. They said, well, Master Phil, I thought that you, you, you talked about fitness, self-defense, so forth. Well, you know what? Defending yourself, whether it's with your hands, your feet, or a weapon, is a big concern. S safety of yourself and your family is tantamount. And uh, for those of you who can see on the, um, on the video, I have the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence in my hand. This is a copy I keep on the desk. And for those of you who are not uh, listening, this is what I'm holding. And I want to read to you a passage. Very simple, very straightforward. Amendment 2, that's the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be. Be infringed. I don't know. It's pretty simple, straightforward. Um, sums it up for me. And our founding fathers had some uh, some good things in mind here. And uh, you know, I came across this passage a number of years ago, and somebody sent it to me recently. And uh, you know, I think believe timing is everything in the world. And I'm going to read this. Uh, generally, I don't read something this long on the podcast, but I I think that this um, this will help drive our point home. It says why carry a gun? Grandpa said it clearly. Son, there comes a time in every man's life when he stops busting knuckles and starts busting caps, and it's usually when he becomes too old to take a whipping. I don't carry a gun to kill people. I carry a gun to keep from being killed. I don't carry a gun because I'm evil. I carry a gun because I have lived long enough to see the evil in the world. I don't carry a gun because I hate the government. I carry a gun because I understand the limitations of the government. I don't carry a gun because I'm angry. I carry a gun so that I don't have to spend the rest of my life hating myself for failing to be prepared. I don't carry a gun because I want to shoot someone. I carry a gun because I want to die at a ripe old age in my bed and not on a sidewalk somewhere tomorrow afternoon. I don't carry a gun to make me feel like a man. I carry a gun because men know how to take care of themselves and the ones they love. I don't carry a gun because I feel inadequate. I carry a gun because unarmed and facing three armed thugs, I am inadequate. I don't carry a gun because I love it. I carry a gun because I love life and the people who make it meaningful to me. Police protection is an oxymoron. Free citizens must protect themselves because police do not protect you from crime. They just investigate the crime after it happens and then call someone in to clean up the mess. Personally, I carry a gun because I'm far too young to die and too old to take a whooping. So here's a little bit on gun history. Please don't think for a moment that this couldn't happen to our country also, especially in the current climate. 
1929, the Soviet Union established gun control. From 1929 to 1953, about 20 million dissidents, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. In 1911, Turkey established gun control. From 1915 to 1917, 1 1.5 million Armenians, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. Germany established gun control in 1938. From 1939 to 1945, a total of 13 million Jews and others who were unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. China established gun control in 1935. From 1948 to 1952, 20 million political dissidents unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. Guatemala established gun control in 1964. From 1964 to 1981, 100,000 Mayan Indians, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. Uganda established gun control in 1970. From 71 to 79, 300,000 Christians, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. Cambodia established gun control in 1956. From 1975 to 1977, 1 million educated people, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. 56 million defenseless people were rounded up and exterminated in the 20th century because of gun control. You won't see this data on the U.S. evening news or hear politicians disseminating this information. Guns in the hands of honest citizens save lives and property. And yes, gun control laws adversely affect only the law-abiding citizens. With, with guns, we are citizens. Without them, we are subjects. Anyone remember the American Revolution? We won because we could mount an opposition. During World War II, the Japanese decided not to invade America because they knew most Americans were armed. Gun owners, gun owners in the USA are the largest armed forces in the world. And for the screwy liberals out there, it's why you have the freedoms you have. No sane government would try to take those arms away, except for the nuts controlling the political agenda today. If you value your freedom, please spread this anti-gun control message to all your friends. The purpose of fighting is to win. There is no possible victory in defense. The sword is more important than the shield, and the skill is more important than either. Switzerland issues a gun to every household. Switzerland government issues and trains every adult in the use of a rifle. Switzerland has the lowest gun-related crime rate of any civilized country in the world. It's a no-brainer. Don't let our government waste millions of our tax dollars in an effort to make all law-abiding citizens an easy target. I'm a firm believer in the Second Amendment. If you are too, please spread the word. If you are not a believer, please reconsider based on these true facts. This is history, not what's being shown on TV, sanctioned by our, illustration, by our illustrious delusional liberals in Washington. So, guys... I'll tell you, I feel the same way. And actually, you can, you can add a couple more into there. Most recently, if you look what happened in Brazil. When in Brazil, uh, they, they took away the guns in 1983, I believe it was. And then uh, the countries, the, 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 the criminals came down and just decimated the, the area. Now they have the, they call them the tropical Trump in there, and, and things are being restored. Um, it's, uh, it's scary. It's scary because, you know what, if the... Uh, if guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. Guys, let's roll with this.
person, an expert, a complete expert on this matter, uh, more experience in this uh, venue than any of us at this table and many people out there in the audience. Take it away. Um, it's, it is a challenge. It's interesting. We talk about the Second Amendment. Yeah. Last weekend, I went to a gun show in Chantilly, Virginia. All right. And, you know, the, there's a, a movement afoot to uh, confiscate guns from everybody, from law-abiding citizens. Let me tell you, if you try to confiscate guns from the people that I saw at that gun show, <laughs> you're, you're in for quite a challenge. But, uh, you know, we have the red flag laws right, wanted, in place now. Right, I discuss that, yeah. Um, that the very first uh, red flag uh, enforcement in Maryland. I remember that. I remember there that. was uh, the, the, the man who was uh, uh, accused, you know, mm-hmm. um, ended up being killed. Yes, I remember uh, that. What was it, like his niece said something? Or, and she didn't I, mean I'm, to say it? Or I can't recall like. all of the specifics on it. But, you know, with red flag laws, with confiscation of guns, you know, I fully, as a former law enforcement officer, and I run a police academy, so we teach and we support due process. Yes. Everybody is entitled to due process. due process. And so when, you know, if I made an allegation against you and just mm-hmm. it said some things that, that weren't true with red flag laws, they can come and confiscate your guns and then give you a hearing. And they can keep your guns for up to a year. Yep. Um, to me, that's wrong. There's, the due process should be on the front end. Yes. And then if it's proven that you are unfit to carry a gun, then uh, we, we go from there. Well, yeah, due process. I mean, in, in this country, as far as I know, you are innocent until proven guilty. Uh, it, it seems they want to operate these laws as they operate the IRS. You have to prove your innocence. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, this, this goes down so many rat holes, you know, uh, Doug is, a, is a, an outsider on this. Yeah, uh, I mean, as, I'm going to take it from a media standpoint. I think that, you know, we're fed some certain stories and we're also, you know, um, trying to be pushed in a way where guns are so bad. But, like, from a media standpoint, they're, they're just trying to get us to vote for anti-gun laws. And they're trying to push that agenda on us, mm-hmm. so we think that we're doing something good when in reality we're leaving us ex- exposed. Just, yeah. yeah, just like the movie Red Dawn. Russia right. came in, do we? <laughs> That's all he can say. There's Wolverines. Wolverines. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, one one of the issues that I do see, you know, with the media is pushing this uh, this agenda. Um, I look at it as just trying to control the populace. Um, you know, if you if you read the Constitution, it's clear. It's clear. People say, oh, it has to be a rel- well-regulated militia. Yeah, there's a comma after that. Okay, usually when you have separate thoughts, there are commas, okay? And that's, that's the way it's put through. Um, and, you know, j- let's take New Jersey, for example. And I, and I did um, actually question uh, a lawyer, a very, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a very well-known lawyer, a very high-level uh, New Jersey attorney. Um, you know, if you look at the, the laws from New Jersey, check this out. There are 1,200... 1,200 issued carry permits in the state of New Jersey. It's the lowest that there is. It's the lowest percentage. Um, there's 8.9 million people in the state of New Jersey. So 0.00134% of the people have a legal carry permit in New Jersey. Yet, I'll tell you, if the, if the three of us guys, well, you, you get to carry national. But if we walk downtown Newark, 
We'll be the only guys on the street without a gun. <laughs> okay. Um, there's shootings there daily. How those laws working? Um, you know, and, and I spoke with this high-level attorney, and he said, well, you know that the law on the books in New Jersey is unconstitutional. Our rights to carry a gun are prohibited. I mean, it, it, and you know, it's not a privilege, it's a right. Driving is a privilege. Carrying a gun, according to the Constitution that we live under, is our right as American citizens. And it's being, and it's being taken away. Um, I mean, you know, just look at the constant limitations uh, that are being placed upon people. I mean, come on, 1,200 people in the state of New Jersey have a legal carry permit? Why? Uh, is crime gone? <laughs> you know, go to Newark, go to Patterson, go to Camden. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you and I have had this conversation many times. You know, in for you know, they they want to put these draconian gun laws in place. You know, in in uh, 2013, my the governor of my state wanted to run for president, yeah. so he put in the Firearm Safety Act of 2013. All these the changes to the law. The laws are already on the books in yes. the, in these various states. Yes. When you change them, or you restrict gun possession, or you try to confiscate guns. The only people that you're affecting are law-abiding citizens. The criminals don't care about the laws. <laughs> if you confiscate guns, first of all, the guns that they possess are not on the books. They're nope. not registered. No. All the guns that I own are registered. The, the state too. knows what yep. guns I have. The, the criminals who have guns, their guns aren't registered. Yep. So when you confiscate guns, guess what? The only guns that will be on the street are in the hands of the criminals. Absolutely, 100%. And... Um, so that, for me, is a big challenge. So uh, let me ask you, pose a question to yeah. you. We hear this all the time. Yeah. The Constitution, the Second Amendment, did not address AR-15s. And, and uh, of course, every, you know, every shooting that occurs, it's an automatic weapon. Of course, we know the that's wrong, not true. The wrong but, assault rifle. So it's, yeah. But so the Constitution didn't address assault weapons, you know, ARs. So, you know, that's, it doesn't apply today. So what do you say to that? Why, why doesn't it? Uh, you know, things move with the times. Uh, you, you know, you have to have the weapons that are available to you. How, how is, how is a, a, a citizen supposed to defend against a tyrannical government without the most up-to-date weapons to protect your house? And what if someone comes into your house, okay? What if you have four thugs come into your house and you have a one-shot gun or you have a musket? You know, it's not going to do it, pal. Okay, you have to be able to defend yourself against these. I mean, you, you look at the, the weapons that are used by criminals. A lot of them have illegal guns. Yes, uh, actually, they're mostly illegal, or, or they've got and they've modified them. Some of them are fully automatic, um, which a citizen cannot get. Uh, you know, one who has a registered gun, registered the, the the weapon, you cannot. A citizen cannot own an automatic weapon. Okay, so this assault rifle crap. It just it just boggles my mind and. All these unknowledgeable people talk about it. The funniest thing I, I love is this one. It's like, oh, even the even the uh, military doesn't use hollow points. They're more damaged. Hunters don't use hollow points. Okay, let me address that. Number one, Einstein. Um, in the military, if you can, the reason you use a full metal jacket is because you want to pierce through one guy and go through the other one behind him, so you can get two people in one kill, in one shot. Two kills, one shot. That. That's ultimate. Um, the other thing is, when you're a hunter, use a full metal jacket. Why? Because you don't want to destroy the meat. When you use a hollow point and, and it hits, it spreads out. The other thing is that when a, uh, if you use a hollow point and it hits a wall, it'll spread out 
as opposed to going through and killing a child in the next room, um, the chances are better about hitting a beam or something. If you if you have a full metal jacket, it's going to go right through that. Okay, so uh, you know people they, they are not educated and they're being fed the nonsense from the left wing media. I'm not even saying liberal. I'm pulling left wing. They're left wing because they want control of everything, and that's what the left wants to do. They want to control how we talk, what you think, and how you defend yourself. And listen, and I know that you know. I am a huge police supporter. Everybody knows that. But here, you know what? The police are there minutes when seconds count. Personal protection is a personal responsibility. You have to be able to protect yourself. And why? Why when I'm at uh, when I'm at the mall, some dirtbags start shooting places up, thing up. I have to run and hide. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have a guy who's trained to the gun to just? Was there already? Right. Yeah. Okay. Here, um, the shooting that was in Oklahoma recently. Uh, you know, how come this doesn't make the news? They said, "Oh, oh gun sh gun violence at a Walmart in Arizona." Yeah. You know why? You know why it was stopped? Because an armed citizen put the gun to the shooter's head and said, "Drop it." I mean, the guy wound up killing himself. But um, but the reason no more people got shot is because an armed citizen put a gun to his head. And then the, the next day, there was a big shooting in Newark. Oh wait a minute! You're not allowed to carry guns. In New Jersey, how come people are shooting each? How come? The, how come there's three people getting shot and killed in Newark? How, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, stop that, Murphy. <laughs> well, it, it just became everything's becoming like the Wild, Wild West. I mean, I saw there's a like I'm not I know I'm bringing up makeup right now. Makeup super expensive, right? And Sephora, th two or three times a month, people come in with duffel bags to start grabbing stuff and throwing the duffel bags and leave, because like. No one can protect themselves, and people are just watching. I'm, I'm literally watching like people live stream. Yeah, I saw that. Live streaming, <laughs> that. live streaming, like straight up robberies, because like there's no one's got guns, no one's got protection. I'm just gonna go and do whatever, I, whatever the hell I want. Yeah, it, it, the philosophy behind this of of I liken it to this. They say, well, you know, you know, it's like taking the horns off the antelope is gonna make the lion not go after him. That makes no sense. If you take the the you take the weapons away from Citizens, mm -hmm. how are they going to protect themselves? You know, and and, and especially then that, that brings in all the whole revolving door of justice because the same criminals coming in and out. <laughs> right, the, the the laws are on the books, but we don't enforce the laws. That's... We don't want to we don't want to put somebody in jail and you know fill up our jails and take away their their potential uh, future earnings and their ability to take care of their families. If you commit the crime with a gun. You know, the, the, the full extent of the law should be applied. End of discussion. You remove these violent criminals from the street. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, we look at the, the states with the uh, strictest gun laws. Many of them have some of the highest crime rates, yeah. gun violence crime rates. Chicago, uh, Cal you know, in California, various yep. cities, you know, Baltimore. Oh, my God. Um, so, Camden. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, it's up to the judges, you know. It's up to you know our, our system, our judicial system, judicial system, to prosecute and enforce the laws that are on the books. But you know they're not it's doing simple. it because because what they want to do, they want to get rid of court backlog. And what are they doing? They're cutting deals left and right. Sure. And what's one of the first things that comes off the table? Gun possession. They drop it down. They to make it a lesser crime. So these guys are in and out, in and out constantly. And you know, and then what they do? And when they go to prison, they learn to become better criminals, and they come out and they're and they know more. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, pr prison is criminal college. <laughs>
Well, it's accountability. I think no one wants to be accountable, so one just points the finger at the easiest thing, which is the gun itself. Right. But the it's guns the are already person. out there. I, and if, if we didn't have guns, we'd use an axe. If we didn't yeah. have an axe, you know, yeah. yeah. okay. <laughs> you, you want me to tell, me tell you the uh, largest mass murder, one of the largest mass murders ever? I think it's the largest mass murder in the country. You know what it was done with? It was at Happy, uh, Happy Land. Uh, in Texas? No, 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 this was Happy Land in New York City. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, it was a uh, social night, club. Happy, club 19, yeah. yeah, Happy Land Social Club in 1986. Guy was mad at his uh, ex-girlfriend, and he barricaded the place up, lit it on fire. fire. 86 people died with gasoline and matches. Are we going to outlaw that? Okay, why don't we outlaw the trucks and, and, and cars because people get run over with them. Look, if people want to do the crime, they're going to do it. Look what's going on in London. London, they outlawed knives now. How are they going to eat that crappy food? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have any knives. I mean... They outlawed knives because the stabbings there, the murders there, are just as high as New York. <laughs> and it's with knives and guns are outlawed there. Yeah, it's helping a lot, doing a lot of good. Put the money and the resources into like mental health and finding the sickos that are going to do it rather than oh, here. chasing... Don't even know. get me started on that because here's another thing that, that, is not, that has not been brought to the forefront. It's, the, it's mental health and HIPAA laws and so forth. If you look at, if you look at every mass shooter... Every mass shooter for the past 25 plus years has been under the treatment of SSRIs. What are, are the, what are SSRIs? They're the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And what they do is they modulate the moods. And what happens is you know, they, they distribute those things super, super quick. Okay, as soon as somebody has an issue, boom, they go and, and, and uh, prescribe SSRIs. I, I know this firsthand from uh, dealing with it with uh, one of my children. And I was dead set against it. And um, honestly, getting her off of that stuff was, in the, was the, the best thing and saved her life. And I see what it does to people. And they get, and especially when you put a child on it. Well, you put a child on it, guess what? During the formative years of their life, and they're on Adderall, they're on Wellbutrin, they're on Zoloft, they're on all this kind of crap. And, and they lose, the body loses the ability to create and modulate serotonin itself. You know what, there are many, many other ways to do this. And uh, I mean, I, you know, I'll get into this on another podcast because I have a ton of data on that. I did a, um, I did a research paper on it and I'm also CITI uh, certified in the, um, in the ethics of, uh, in ethics of uh, testing. And uh, oh, man, my head was about to explode with what I was reading. But you know what? These, the wanton distribution of SSRIs and the link. Why aren't we talking about that link? There, and, and there are spots on the internet where people do address this. But you know what? Why isn't it in, in the media? Why don't they discuss mental health? I mean, you, know, there are, you look around the streets. Look what's going on in San Francisco. Look what's happening in New York City. I mean, the, the medical convention won't go to, won't go to uh, San Francisco anymore because of the mental health issues. People, you know, in the streets... The, these homeless people, some of these people really desperately need help. And, and I, I think that's one of the biggest problems with gun possession, gun ownership is, so when I go to buy a gun in Maryland, I have to fill out an application which yes. goes to the state police. They check my background, make sure right. I'm not a felon, uh, make sure I haven't been uh, convicted of a domestic violence mm -hmm. offense. Um, so when I pass all those things, I can get a handgun, I can get right. a, a, a rifle, I can get a shotgun. But they don't question my mental health because of the HIPAA laws. Right. And they can until, check until there, there's got to be, you know, when somebody's being treated for a mental health issue, 
those doctors should be able to to, to send just a some sort of check mark or something to a national registry which says because of this mental illness this person should not possess a firearm end of discussion and then when they apply to to purchase mm-hmm. a firearm and the Maryland state police right. they check and it says cannot possess a firearm that would help to help right it would, to it would keep one, one of the guns out of people <laughs> with mental illnesses hands mm-hmm. so that's like you said that's part that's of it part because of it. you know what i can go on the street in any city in this country in any state in this mm-hmm. country and yeah. find a gun, find yep. a handgun heck yeah and here's the other side of that coin what doctor what doctor is going to expose themselves to that because let's say you know, Doug, you go for, I'm just picking on Doug. Uh, let's say, right. Doug, you go for. Uh, it's Dr. Doug. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Doug. Let's say, uh, <laughs> Dougie Fresh goes and he applies for a permit and the doctor checks off, yeah, he's okay. So and he goes out and he goes out there and starts, yeah, he goes out and starts shooting people or holds up a drugstore or something. And guess what? Now so the doctor's no, on the hook. He'll be on sure. the list of the people getting sued. Right, sure, right, right, right. No, so that, it's a whole liability issue. And, and, and that, that, <laughs> there's no fix, the guns are already right. out there. All right, the guns out there. The guns already out there. Like, there's no, there's no going to be a fix. No. Right, but and we could do things to prevent. And you can even make guns now. Yeah, three yeah. D printer. You can make whatever you exactly. want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that th- 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 there, there are programs that do. Yeah. That. And uh, and and people. And plus, there's some there's some really talented people. You see, I mean, I love watching Forge and Fire and all that stuff. And these guys, man, these guys can make some stuff. I'm, I'm not one of them. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I can shoot this stuff. Tesla just came out with a flamethrower. Like, yeah. You can get weapons. Is the, But if we're, if we're attacking look at, look the wrong Well, look problem. at Kaczynski. What do you do with fertilizer and uh, gasoline? Killed a couple hundred people? I mean, come on. It's just yeah. crazy. Um, look, if people want to commit murder, they're going to do it. You have to, you have to, you have to address the mental health issue. But you know what? Let me tell you something on, on the here. I don't know why well, there are some women that speak up, like we were discussing Dana Loesch before. Um, there are some women that, that do uh, advocate uh, guns, uh, using guns. But here, the thing is, you're a female, and you're walking home from work one night, and two guys grab you. What are you going to do? You're, you, you're, you're in your apartment by yourself, or you're in your home by yourself. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, there was that... that uh, I got to be watching one of those, uh, those murder shows uh, the other night, and it was uh, a murder that took place down in, uh, in Maryland. Uh, this woman, she was working for the, um, for the NSA, and she had gone through a bad divorce and this, that, and the other thing was threatened, and, and she was at home studying. And her ex-mother-in-law hired a killer to go kill her. Right? He's like busted in a window, came in there, hacked her up with a machete. What if she had had a gun? She'd be able to defend herself. I mean, especially women are more at risk than guys in a lot of these instances because they're smaller and weaker generally. I mean, there's some, there's some pretty tough women out there, but I'm saying on a whole, smaller and weaker. You're exposed. How are you going to defend yourself? Why, why aren't they allowed to? Well, that's the thing. We're taking gun. away the guns from the people to defend themselves. We're, exactly. giving, we're giving more targets. We're giving more victims. That's the problem. Because the gun's already out there. Well, well, and here, here the other thing, too, and I know I addressed this in one of my other podcasts, is that now they're doing that, and they said, well, you can depend on the police. Well, first of all, we know we can't. But secondly, they're lowering the standards for the police. So well, what's the and, average and they're hamstring, and they're hamstringing, Three to five minutes? And they're hamstringing the police. Yeah. And they're hamstringing the police. 
with a different law. So, so how is a police officer supposed to get there to help you? You know, no, I don't have the it's seconds. It's minutes. Literally, two. Like someone breaks the window, you can't even get to your phone. <laughs> like that. Like if you can't, if if you even if you have an alarm in your house, so forth, someone breaks the window, you have what thirty seconds to get to. You think the cops are going to be on thirty seconds? No, but I got time to punch and rock and roll. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, man, if some dirtbag comes in the house and he hears you with a 12-gauge pump, right? <laughs> you know, you don't even have to be good to shoot a shotgun. You just got to point in the right direction. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, now there's a, you know, it just, if you take a step back and look at this, it doesn't make sense for people not to be armed. Okay? Look, here, just check out, uh, let's, let's take bullying, Okay? Just, just let's put it on a real guttural level here. A bully will do anything they can until they're until you stand up to them. You know, a bully starts pushing you around, and you stand up for yourself and crack him in the nose, he's going to leave you alone. Same thing with a criminal. If they know that you can shoot back at them, yeah. maybe they might... That's why these people going to stores and just taking stuff in duffel bags. Yeah, yeah. There's no consequence. None. You look you look around the country and, and histori- around the world, yeah. historically... What are some of the primary targets for people uh, to exact uh, mass, massive uh, killings? Mm-hmm. Schools, yep. theaters, churches, all, quote, you know, gun-free gun school zones. zones. Yep. So, you know, I can go there and nobody has a gun. Yep. Well, you know, if you change that, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it's actually pretty simple. Yeah. Um, but that's... Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I pushed forth um, in our school system after the Parkland shooting. I had I had tried to get something moving after Sandy Hook, and uh, you know um, my requests and demands fell on, de- on deaf ears. But then after Parkland, I was relentless. I started a whole social media campaign, and I got the attention of the superintendent, the chief of police, this that, and the other thing. They wanted meetings with me. And I went to the board, I went to the uh, school board meeting, and I did a presentation on a ten point. Um, system, 10 points that that need to be addressed in the schools because I saw total lack of security, weaknesses, holes, I mean, gaps, um, so forth. And six weeks after I did the presentation, I was going back and forth with the superintendent. She goes, hey, listen, can you do me a favor? I'm going to get this. I'm going to push for this stuff, but you got to kind of pull it off social media a little bit. I go, okay, I'll I'll be supporting you, but you know what? I'll let you know that if I I don't get these things, I'm going to go full force again. I'll be straight with you. And uh, and the chief of police called me in. He said, would you be uh, willing to have a meeting with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. So we met for over an hour. He goes, I loved your point you put forth. And I'll tell you what, they implemented them. And and it's been, like you saw all the bullards mm-hmm. up, right? They have all these up. They have the, um, here, check this out. We have the man trap doors, right? But they're propped open. I'm like, why is a man trap door in the elementary school propped open? I'm like, well, um, because the sprinkler system's in there and it keeps going off. I go, move the sprinkler head. <laughs> well, I have to tell you this. You don't know this. So what they did, they did that and they implemented, you have to scan your card, your, your, uh, your driver's license in order to get, gain access to the school. And you have to have a patch that they put it right on you. And then you, you, you turn it in when you leave and your, your clock. I mean, they, and we have drones, we have a, a new system, which as soon as it hit, they hit the police, and the other thing is, and I went up against this woman when, when I was talking about it. I said, listen, you know, we need an armed cop in the school. 
Yeah, that's what yeah. I don't get either. Like, yeah. Our taxes yeah. are high enough already. Why they're, they're, we can't? We got, we we got can't, the resources. Yeah. And, and, and this is so good on so many levels. I said to her, she goes, "Oh, I don't want, I don't want the, um, I don't want my children to see a police officer with a gun in the school." I go, "Listen." I go, "You know what? The world is not all rainbows and unicorns anymore. We have to face reality." And I go, "Do you travel?" She goes, "Yeah." I go, "Your kids go to airports, right?" Yeah. I go, "They upset when they see a TSA agent with a gun." Uh, yeah, okay, you know what? You go to a football game, stadium? <laughs> you you go through a metal detector to go, yeah. to, go to a football yeah. game. Put him in a suit and tie. Put him in, put him in, stu- put him in teacher clothes. And- so we, we had proposed, you know, hiring retired police officers. Yes. You, you know, they're, they're already trained. Right, they're already trained. So you, you, but you give them additional training for how to respond. Mm-hmm. You know, we had an active shooter in St. Mary's County, Maryland. Rem- yep. There's a shoot, shooting, yep. active shooter. Officer went in. Boom. And, Took and care el- of Eliminated the threat. Eliminated the threat. Eliminate the threat. Yeah, but how come that didn't make, how come that did not make news? Did because not make national promotes, news? Because it promotes, having able to protect ourselves. Right. Exactly. <laughs> putting, putting officers in the schools. There was a... Um, um, school in near Riverdale, Maryland. I won't. I, don't, I hate yeah. to say cities because, yeah. but uh, at an elementary school, yeah. one of the students had a shotgun shell, yeah. pulled it out in the classroom, and I guess they sounded the alarms and they made it an active shooter. Oh my god! So the police responded and they responded as they should because the call went out as, as an, an active, active shooter. shooter. So they respond. They come in. Because we do extensive training in Maryland, which, which I really like, and we do it at our academy oh, as great. well. It's great. So they responded, and they when they went in, they they approached the, the student who allegedly had, or had the, the shotgun shell, and they you know grabbed him and they they did what they were supposed to do, but then of course afterwards the teacher was so upset because why did they have to respond so aggressively to this elementary school student who had a shotgun shell? Because that's because you don't want to get to a place where they don't respond right. because they're for fear, way worse. for fear of you coming at them saying, why are you so aggressive? Why are you, right. you know, but th- so they did what they were supposed to do. And, and I would say that they do that again if it yeah. happens again. Well, no, but why, why are they calling an active shooter when a kid's got a shotgun shell? That's a little overreactionary for them. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know, yeah. but I, and I, I don't, I really don't know. And I don't really care. Right. Because as a police officer, when that call goes out, boom, you got to do. That's what you do. Our people respond. Hundred percent. So, hundred percent, and that's, and that's you know that's 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 what needs to be done. Um, you know, the thing is, the other thing is that you know about the um, SROs. We have the um, SROs in the schools. Those are uh, police officers that are specifically school trained. resource school officers. resource officers. They're specifically trained to work in the schools. This does a lot of things. One, it creates a bond between the students and the police officers. They have a good rapport. Two, the police officers on the ground floor, they get to see what's going on. They get a vibe. They get a feeling. Yeah, they get to see. They see I, I was coaching and subbing and stuff in school. I could see, like, this kid's right. all off. Yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. 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 I, one of my grad, recent graduates, um, uh, Joe Hughes, great. I call him kid because he's yeah, so young. Yeah, but, you know, he's a big guy. He's like 6'5". Yeah. But he's a school resource officer. And um, he's been recognized. He's gotten some awards. Yeah. He's only been on a couple of years now. But he's developed relationships with those exactly. kids, and as they come along, one, they have a good interaction relationship with yep. law enforcement. Exactly. And then, like you said, he can observe those mm-hmm. tr- those troubled kids, yeah. talk to them, counsel them, mm-hmm. give them some guidance, and it helps to foster a good, healthy, strong relationship as opposed to what's being promoted. Uh, oh, police are bad. And police the- are bad, and don't listen to them, and don't do this. No, it's no. it's like... 
he and he's a great guy, yeah. and uh, he's he's real um, committed yeah. to the program as a school resource school resource officer, and it works. Yeah, absolutely, it works. And so right. when something happens in the school, what do they they go to see Officer Hughes, right? And they can right. report to him yep. about what's going on, yep. and then he can take proactive measures. You know, unless you've been in the security or police or, or law enforcement. You know, a lot of people don't know that you actually develop like a sixth sense for trouble. Because I know when we used to bounce together, we'd be sitting in a bar. Okay, there's gonna be a fight there. There's gonna be a fight there. Be a fight. <laughs> you could tell where it was brewing. You know, and 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 you know, I, I was you know, I, I wasn't in law enforcement, but I was in private security for many years, and like I had to survive on my feelings and intuition that kept me alive. And I've been instincts, in some precarious yeah. situations. Yeah, you develop these instincts. And these police officers are right there on the ground floor with these kids. And, you know, and people say, well, oh, well the, the, sometimes the cop is going to run away. Okay, one time. Only time I know is the, uh, the coward from Broward. Okay? That's the only one that I've seen the chicken out. And I'll tell you, the, the police officers I know, and I know a lot of them, they're going into the fray. They're going into the fracas, and they're gonna, and and they love to do that, and that's what they want to do. They're committed to it. They're not this uh, pension protecting, pusillanimous puke running and hiding and letting all those kids get killed. I, I don't even get me started because we can't curse on this podcast. So. <laughs> but yeah, if you even want to go into it, like we shouldn't have, we shouldn't be bringing guns in school. There's those beanbag guns too, and stuff like that, where you're not actually, it's not actually a bullet, but like it, it hits you hard enough where like. You're gonna stop what you're doing, yeah. yeah. And and, and I've, I've done some training with what we call less lethal yeah. uh, munitions or less lethal force. Um, so using tasers, mm -hmm. using uh, 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 bolo wraps yeah, wrap. for people, yeah. and uh, uh, OC spray, oleoresin mm -hmm. capsicum. So there's all all types of things we can do that are less lethal. But as a police officer, you know, in those positions, I think they should be armed with a firearm yep. because in case they have to respond to that, to that threat. Baltimore Absolutely. City School Police, not allowed to carry guns in the schools. So when they get there in the morning, they lock their guns in a locker. And, and it's, it's, it's a big fight down there. Clyde Boatwright, who's our, our, uh, state, uh, our state FOP, Fraternal Order of Police Vice President. Uh, he's the president of the uh, uh, school police for Baltimore City. And you know he's been fighting it for years. They should be armed. And he's yeah. like, so... What you have is officers, police officers, certified police officers in the state of Maryland going into the Baltimore City schools unarmed, and there's kids in there that are armed. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. So it's, it's like I'm trained. You've given me that awesome, you know, I tell my recruits, you have an awesome authority and responsibility to when you become a police officer. The ability to take somebody's freedom, which is one of our greatest God-given right. rights. And to potentially legally take somebody's life. And we're trained to do those and to be able to discern when it's necessary and when it's not. And we only use deadly force in the defense of life. Um, so, you know, it's... It, it, right now, things are askew. Yeah. Let's just put yeah, it that oh, yeah, way. Yeah. Well, you know, just, you know, just one point I want to make here is no one should ever listen to anything from anyone coming out of Baltimore in the terms of law enforcement. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say I'll say that the the uh, local uh, law enforcement, the the union leadership, the FOP yeah. presidents there, 
are doing a great job, you know, sort of. I'm talking about them. I'm talking about about the the rules that they're being. You have the mayor and and the state's attorney and commissioner at times that don't support law enforcement. So what's going on right now in Baltimore City? Look, great police officers. Right. A lot of experience, institutional knowledge and experience. But they're not doing proactive work as, a, as aggressively because oh. they're, they're for fear of not getting supported when you do right. your job. Right, they're, get, they're so hamstrung. So why should I go out and do proactive work, go after the gangs and the mm-hmm. drug dealers mm-hmm. when there's a potential of me getting indicted and being, right. being you know, you know sent to prison? Um, or I can just come to work, do my job. Get my know, paycheck. And, and you know what? The guys and gals that work there... When those calls come in, the call for a mm-hmm. robbery, call for a break-in or a shooting or something, you know what? Even though they have the fear of those people, they their, their leadership, they still respond right, and they do their right. jobs as they've been trained to do. They're not going to walk away and back down from it. They still respond. But it's just, it's such a challenge. Oh, um, yeah. You've got to have support. And you know what? And, I, and I'll say this. You know, I think the numbers have gone down a little bit, but I'd say 80 to 90% of the people in society support law enforcement yes they support and yes. love police officers and everybody loves a firefighter right but, you know we, they support law enforcement and it's a very vocal minority right yes. now that's getting all the you know they get all the news they get all the coverage and they're making all the noise yeah. about law enforcement and when you look at the numbers and you, you hate to you hate to look at facts no, facts. but you look at the numbers of uh, you know a, a teach a class on social media and one of the things that I talk about and I and this was a few years ago when I put the uh, the lesson plan together and I pulled out about 10 cases of where a black male mm-hmm. was shot by a white police officer <laughs> it's and so when you but you, when you dissect it and you look at all those cases each of those cases the interaction was triggered by the action of the black male and I want to say eight of the ten, mm-hmm. the black male was armed, mm-hmm. and then the other two it turned into a fight. Yeah. Um, and so when you look at that dynamic, and if you took away um, that initial action of the person who was killed, and of course, look, it's a tragedy. Oh, and, yeah. no, and nobody supports somebody being killed. No. But when you take away that initial action, the initial crime or initial mm-hmm. violation... There would never have been an interaction with with law enforcement. Never would have happened. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, and you also look at another statistic, and uh, this one was was brought out um, actually by Candace Owens recently, that 93% of black men murdered are killed by other black men. I mean, so so looking at that, that... that you're, dynamic. You're, that means you're racist. Yeah, I know. You, I'm racist. Say, when I'm, you say that, you're racist. I'm racist. <laughs> I know. All of a sudden, I'm racist. I mean, come on. You know, me, we can't even talk about it. That. That's just ridiculous. You know, because, you know, we're not talking about the problems. The problems here, the problems that we're facing here have to do with what's going on, not making more laws that you're not going to enforce. That's the thing. And you know what? People should be able to defend themselves. Well, what if my wife is home alone and I'm not there, okay? And a couple guys break in. <laughs> What's she gonna do? She well, does, let's she's let's not even home. go a step further because, like, you could—that's like a gray area. And we, we're, we're talking about Americans versus Americans. 
say some other countries yeah. infiltrating us. I mean, there's there's like boot camps. I, I'm I'm not sure what group it is, like mm -hmm. Taliban or whatever. There's some group groups in America yes. training camps. Yes, going yes. on. They're breeding soldiers. And like we, it was on the news. I seen it. like we know it's there, but like whatever because yeah, of our, one in, our they laws. They in, in uh, Texas not too long ago. Some uh, camp. Like yeah, that. they have like these like these training camps. Like, yeah. forget about Americans versus Americans. Let's just say we have an instance where some other country just starts to wants to do something. Yeah. Like, how are we going to protect ourselves? Right. I mean, you know, you have to, you have to be armed. You know, I mean, when the S hits the fan. You know, you better you better have an answer. And, uh, you know, like we discussed before, the only way to beat a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, okay? You know, it, you're not going to sit there and, and, and try to coddle them and figure out the reasons and blame society. Look, that's, that, that stuff's over. That stuff's over. You know what? You got to protect yourself, you know? Um, and and putting, all these, putting all these laws in place, they're not doing anything. Not doing anything. Just giving more power to the government, right. and, Kate, and we we trust everyone well, who's in office. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you you look at you look at the um, the uh, the recent um, changes that they that they're trying that they implemented and trying to implement here in New Jersey. You know, they they went. Uh, you know, I've uh, a Glock, nineteen I've had since uh, nineteen eighty eight or whatever it was, right? All of a sudden, last year, they made it illegal to have 15 rounds. Now, you can only have 10 rounds, so I had to get rid of my 15-round magazines. I got 10-round magazines, or I'm a felon. I am a felon. But yet, the guy who breaks into my house with 20-round capacity, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll throw, that, they'll throw that gun charge out the window. Well, you know? yeah, you have uninformed people trying to make decisions about it. You know, you have a certain, I want to mention the name, certain presidential candidates said, we should eliminate all 9 millimeters. Really? And then, idiot. you know, like you talk about coming to New Jersey. When I travel yeah. to New Jersey, yep. I've got to switch out my 15-round magazines, mm -hmm. take out my 147-grain plus P-plus jacket and at points, and put in, you know, some ball ammo, yeah. which it'll still kill you. But it's like, so there's federal law, House Rule 218, it's called LEOSA, Law Enforcement, law Enforcement Officer Safety Act. Right. And that's what I carry my firearm under. I can carry in any state in the country. And yet, when I go to New Jersey, I've got to switch out my magazines mm -hmm. and switch out my ammunition because we, the states can be more restrictive. Right. But it's just like, it's federal law. Yeah. I've got to, I have to qualify every year. Mm -hmm. You know, at, at our school, and we, we, we do a Leosa class, we, every year we, uh, we apply. They have to pass a test, a mm -hmm. written test. They take about an hour and a half uh, class. Uh, on firearm, you know, we any laws that change, mm -hmm. but we talk about uh, talk about traveling to various states, uh, liability insurance. We mm -hmm. talk about everything under Leosa, and then they have to go shoot a course, a fire. Right. They pass that, and they they get a, a, a permit for a year. Um, that's what the federal law says. Yet New Jersey, we're going to be more restricted yeah. because well, because we don't trust you. Right, right. That's why I call it the People's Republic of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh you know yeah. it's it's a challenge yeah and it'll be interesting to see you know moving forward and i i don't think there is as great a cry for the removal of firearms or confiscation of firearms you know they talk about a buyback program yeah you can't buy back my firearm in the the money and the time that i've put into right. 
obtaining it. I've, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I've never been convicted of a felony. I've never committed domestic violence mm-hmm. crime. You know, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I can possess a firearm. Right. And so it'll be interesting when, when and if they try to pass some sort of confiscation law, what will the law-abiding citizens do? Yeah. Will they? Well, is the two hundred dollars going to be worth it? <laughs> well, <laughs> how much are you going to get? Will they abide? Will they <laughs> abide by those new laws? Yeah. Or will they say, "No, I'm not. I'm not turning in my guns. Right. Come and get it." And now we or have, and then we have the potential. Then we have you know, civil war. Civil war. Um, but you know, honestly, and, if, they, if they put that in. I will be behind a movement to everyone band together and stand but, together. You know, I've talked to, um, I, I won't mention a name, but it was a sheriff in Maryland yeah. who was a keynote speaker at my last graduation, or two graduations, two years ago. And in, he was in the news uh, nationally because yeah. he said, if uh, they pass these confiscation laws, yeah. I will not have not, my deputies go out to confiscate guns yeah. from law-abiding citizens. He said, I'm not going to do it. And there's been sheriffs and deputies and police chiefs all yeah. around the country who have said that we're not going to apply. We're not going to go out and proactively enforce confiscation of guns. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to have my deputies and officers get killed. Yeah, I was going to say, put them in a line of, of danger for no reason right. to go after a law-abiding citizens. Without due process. Exactly. Without and due this process. is the issue. This is the issue. And this is why it goes all of these laws go against the Constitution of the United States that we are born under as American citizens. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this, is, this is an issue. And, uh, and you know, and, and the thing is, I'm looking at it too, and do, are these issues brought up to keep us in the dark about other issues? I mean, it's a smokescreen. Absolutely. We're distracted. Absolutely. Yeah, distracted. Immediate, you look at, the, I've seen it all the time, like a newspaper released in one area says one headline, a newspaper in another area says a different headline, same picture. Right. It's all that stuff. And like, uh, yeah, it's just, we're, we're, I don't know the numbers and I, I hope I'm not wrong here, but like, and it's, and it's a terrible thing for like a school shooting, but like if you really calculate the numbers of like a school shooting, because that's, where's the kid getting the gun? whatever we can we can go down that road i doubt that number comes anywhere close to just shootings in general okay here oh no, not even close it's, yeah. it's it's like a drop in the bucket though yeah. i'm not trying to minimize a school shooting right. because i mean it's a horrific exactly. disgusting cowardly act and i mean I, it, it chills me to the core but you, you want We're to take going after that one kid yeah. who got it from like his father well, or something well, well, there's a hundred guys in the street that have guns right and if you if, if you're worried if you're worried about that, look, look what happens in Chicago. How many, uh, Baltimore, what's it, 300 people killed so far? And how many, how many? Five years in a row. Five years in a row. How many people die in Chicago every year? And that's not even, and that's not even including the ones that are shot. There's, there's three times as many shot that just happen to be getting good at, at fixing uh, gunshot right. wounds. They live. Because, yeah. yeah, they live. But, I mean, there's three times as many getting shot. Was it like uh, 700? I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, now, you, 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 want to, you want to go after something that, that kills more youth than anything? Texting while driving. I mean, that is the deaths attributed to being on the phone while driving are much higher than those of the... I had the exact statistics prior, but they, they escaped my mind right now. But um, I had those prior. They, they, uh, they pale in comparison to school shootings. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. So the school shootings are nothing compared to that, but yet everyone's, you know, yeah. You know, I, I think texting we, and driving. You and, focus on. I mean, 
I was in high schools. I, I coached lacrosse and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, as an adult in the high school, seeing things and like maybe not having five police officers. I mean, that's definitely a good thing, but how about like more guidance counselor time? How about more like time, like with the kids? Cause it's more like just pass them through, just pass them through, well, get them through, you know, class, get them through the high school. Well, here's the thing too, is that, you know what? They're afraid to have kids fail. Like we discussed yeah. on one of the other podcasts and you know what? It's okay to fail. I've learned from my failures more than my successes. I mean, you know, just look, look at a football, look at a f- football team. Let's just take that. There was on, um, uh, someone was talking about it the other day. But if you look at it, right, um, when you win, you're like, ah, I won, <laughs> right? Now, when you lose, you're like, oh, what happened? How can I lose? And that's when you go back and learn. You fix your, you fix your mistakes. Because if you win, you're not going to, you're, you're, the impetus to fix your mistakes is really not there that much. Uh, and it's definitely significantly lower than when you lose. But when you lose, you're like, oh, man, I don't want that to happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, when I fail at something, I'm like, Ugh. You know, I'm not doing that again. In, I, I in law enforcement, that. in our training, you know, one of the things, you know, when I was, I was still working when we, the implementation of cameras came into play. Yeah. And they put cameras in our cruisers. Right. And initially the, the officers were like, oh, we don't want cameras in our cruisers. We're not going to be able to do that. No. It turns out that 90% of those videos help, help exonerate, the, yeah. exonerate <laughs> the yep. officers. And you nice. get to see yes. what, the, what they're actually going through. Now we have body cameras. Same right. thing, pushback. We don't want body cameras. It's, it's showing us... You know, the majority of the time, our guys are doing the right thing. But, and we're going to, you know, not everybody uh, wins every time, but we learn from these videos on YouTube, uh, all the different platforms, from the mistakes that officers are making. And we take those mistakes and we can correct them and and train so that we don't do that again. We saw what happened in Parkland. Because yep. it was captured on video. Exactly. If it wasn't captured on video, we never would have known what no. happened. But it's captured on video. So now there's a push for the training on active shooter. So we, you know, it's a big part of our training in our right. academy where we actually go in and we used uh, we use what's called airsoft, and so it fires a projectile, mm-hmm. which actually hurts. And um, <laughs> but we, you know, we respond to different calls for service, yeah. and yeah. you know, you know, the formations, the, the tactics, the strategies that we utilize. Based on what's happened in the past, we learn what not to do. Yes. How do we do traffic stops? It's based on negative, tra- bad traffic Absolutely. stops. And, you know, I, I, when we teach, we say, you know, look, we're Monday, night, Monday morning quarterbacking mm-hmm. these, these videos that we're watching. Not necessarily to criticize that officer that, ah, you screwed up, you did something mm-hmm. wrong. But, hey, for us... Is there a better way for us to respond yes. to this? Yes. And so we, we get to see those things now, and it's a new tech, relatively new technology, mm-hmm. but it, it works in our favor. So yeah. we actually learn from the mistakes and sometimes the tragedies of others. I, yeah, I, I've seen, uh, I think it was last year, there was this uh, police officer who pulled over this woman, and she was like some type of councilman. Yeah. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. And, and she was ripping into this guy, and he was so chill. And he was, I'm like, I'm like oh my God, this guy is just, he is just way cool he's too cool and uh you know next thing i know she gets fired <laughs> you know because they, 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 they put that put that viral and uh you know, they, you know she, you, she was go don't you know who i am right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. ma'am you were speeding well i'm late okay ma'am i understand that but you were speeding you're 50 miles over speed <laughs> order was something crazy yeah but uh, no one wants to take accountability nope nope Hey guys, uh, great, great session today. Yeah, good chat. Good yeah, one. good chat, good chat, guys. Uh, 
you know, check us out on anchor.fm, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes, Google. Just go to Master Phil in your corner. And uh, you can see this live too on YouTube. We'll have the full episode. You can, you can watch awesome, it. Well. And uh, uh, the IG just went off. But as we'll do our sign off, Master Phil in your corner, strength and honor. <laughs> <laughs>